Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi, supertalk.fm, or wherever it is you get podcasts from. I'm Brian Hayden. I'm joined right now by my good friend Brandon Marcello, covers college football for 24-7 sports on a national basis, and of course used to cover Mississippi State a long, long time ago, back when we were a lot younger. Those days are, are gone, though, Brandon, I'm afraid. When we were young. Yeah. 12 Remember years the- ago. 11 years ago. Okay. I was like, I was like, okay, it was a long time ago. And then you put a number to it. And now I just want to just go find a nursing home to go sit in. It's scary. That's, that's awful. All right. I I was going to try to recover now to do the interview. Uh, SEC football, four weeks in, let's, let's start big picture with you. What's the biggest surprise thus far in the conference through four weeks for you? Uh, it, 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 to be quite honest, I think it's Georgia. Because their defense, uh, <laughs> I know that Kent State had 22 points, but the, their defense just has been stellar. It's not as deep as it was last year, but they still have enough to just absolutely wear, lean on to opponents and wear them down. I'm not putting a lot of stock in that Kent State game. I know a lot of people go, well, look, look, yeah, there's some weaknesses there, but I, I just don't see it. If you go back and watch that game, the offense, they weren't quite doing what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, anyway, long story short, it's Georgia. They're just leaning on opponents with that defense. I thought that they would be a top 10 team this year, maybe top eight. But they are the clear-cut number one right now. And at this point in the year, if you had told me that a month ago, I would have thought you were crazy. It's it's surprising that I have the same surprise as you, but that's exactly what I thought, I, that, that, that Georgia sort of reached that that Bama reload, we don't rebuild kind of point. And yes. at least that's what it looks like now. So let's look at Mississippi State now. Specifically, you know, State's 0-1 in the conference. Texas A&M's 1-0. So they both played the one game in SEC play. What was your biggest takeaway from State's game with LSU and your biggest takeaway from A&M's game with Arkansas? What's up with the offense just slowing down in the second half of games under Mike Leach? Like, it just seems like some teams figure them out or something, and – they can't quite do anything offensively. That's concerning to me. Um, and and for that matter, I look at this Texas A&M team, and they've done a very good job in the games they've won of adjusting in the second half of their games. For example, this Arkansas game this previous week, they looked a lot better in the second half as far as just their defense and being able to shut down Arkansas's passing game. Arkansas came out to a 14 nothing. Uh, advantage there and then just kind of slowed them down. Of course, they had that fumble at the goal line. They returned for a touchdown. It just changed the game completely. But that, that A&M defense, listen, defense travels. And uh, we, we see that in college football. I know no one watched it, but uh, you should go look at the Notre Dame-North Carolina game this past week. North Carolina scores points, a lot of points. That's their MO. That's what they do. Well, Notre Dame went in there. Notre Dame's struggling right now, and they just shut down North Carolina's offense with a very good defense that they've had all season, and they blew them out, really, on the road. So um, good defenses travel, and if you're Mississippi State, I'd be very worried about that considering just how much uh, the Bulldogs' offense seems to just struggle once teams figure them out. There's not really a lot of amazing adjustments being made after that. You know how fans are, and when Will Rogers had that that rough game against LSU, you've got a lot of, of the Mississippi State people saying it's it's just never going to happen. He's not the quarterback who can take you to the next level, and but then you see you know some of the throws that he made in, in some of these games, and you're like, okay, that guy he can get it done. He's won some big games in the past. 
you know, from the outside looking in, how do you see Will Rogers? Where do you rate him in the SEC? He's probably a middle middle of the pack in the SEC, which is not terrible or something even to be considered negative or bad if you're a Mississippi State fan. There's a lot of great quarterbacks in the SEC this year. I think Will Rogers is your guy at Mississippi State. Um, I don't know who you would turn to. There's not – this idea that you need a quote-unquote elite quarterback to take that Mike Leach offense to the next level, it's not necessarily the case. What you need is like a breakout game-breaker receiver that can do a little bit of everything in that type of offense. You need a quarterback who fits in the scheme, understands it, knows how to run it, and obviously has some arm talent. But you don't need a game-breaker at quarterback to run that offense. You need a game-breaker at receiver, one or two of them, to really take that thing to the next level. Um, and so that I think that's really the question that Mississippi State fans should be asking. It's not, is Will Rogers the guy? Is he going to take us that next level? It's, who's the big-time receiver that we're going to get in here to take this thing to the next level? So one of the things we've been talking about on the podcast, not only just this week, but for the past few weeks, is this this three game stretch for Mississippi State. What I, what I said on on our Monday show was that it's it's not just about the twenty twenty two season. That this next three games for Mississippi State define Mike Leach's career at Mississippi State because you have two games at home against ranked opponents. You're going to go on the road to play a ranked opponent. However you however you do in this stretch is what I think this program is going to be go- going forward. Do you agree with my basic premise here that these next three games are much more than just about the 2022 season? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, at this point in his tenure, it's put up or shut up time. Enough with the seven-win type years. And also, look at the back half of the schedule. I mean, enough with losing the Egg Bowl. you got to win the Egg Bowl now, too. If, you're, if he has a seven-win team going into the Egg Bowl – he better win it. Otherwise, I think he'll be on the hot seat next year. That's just my opinion and should be. He's got to start winning bigger games, and he's got to start being a little bit more consistent, showing progress to where maybe they're contending to be a nine-win team, especially when you look what's going on just up the state in, in Oxford. that Lane Kiffin's got that thing going, and not only are they exciting to watch offensively like Mississippi State is to a certain extent, but they look like a contender to potentially be a nine-win team every year. Mississippi State's not that right now under Mike Leach. So, yeah, th- this three-game stretch against Texas A&M, Arkansas, and then going to Kentucky is huge. And I never thought I would say that about Mississippi State going to Kentucky on the road. Because I remember the days of you know, going there every October, it seemed like every other October, where I was covering Mississippi State and just chalking it up as a win or mm. maybe a tight battle. But Kentucky is – legitimately one of the top four, top three teams in the SEC year after year now, which is insane. But that's what they are. They're tough in the trenches, and boy, are they going to give Mississippi State some fits when they go there October 15th. And here's the other thing. There's no breaks here in the schedule. There's no bye week before you get to Bama. You got in succession A&M, Arkansas, Kentucky, and then Bama – Boy, if even if you go two and two during that stretch, fans are probably not going to be elated. But if you go three and one, that changes things quite a bit. Um, and I, I think for him, he he needs to go three and one um, because he's setting himself up for for failure by going to the Egg Bowl and and losing again. And here's the thing: you look through Leach's career, whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but he does not do well in rivalry games at Washington State, 
in Texas Tech. I, I don't know what the issue is there with him near the end of the season. So of these next three games, say obviously with Alabama, I'm not ever going to take that as a, as a – I mean, State's lost the last two by 40. But of these next three games, where do you like State the most? Arkansas. Okay. Because that game's in Starkville. Arkansas's uh, offense has been inconsistent, um, to say the least, and their pass defense is pretty bad. And A&M, which is not a very good team, by the way, A&M is maybe borderline top 25 team, but they took advantage of Arkansas' struggles in defending the pass, and they attacked the middle of the field. And uh, Mississippi State should be able to do that. I think Mississippi State probably should win that game against Arkansas, to be quite honest, because of the matchups I just mentioned. I think the second, I think the toughest game is, is Kentucky, just mm-hmm. because it was a mention because of the trenches. But the, the, the big opportunity this week in Texas A&M, I haven't looked at the lines or anything like that, but I don't even know if Mississippi State's favorite or not, but they I would be... There. State's a three-point favorite. Yeah, so there you go. I, I would say that Mississippi State should be favored in that game because of, as I just mentioned, I don't think A&M is very good. Their offense is just mediocre. Their defense keeps them in games, but some opponents have finally started figuring them out and showing some of their weaknesses there. And Mississippi State, if they if they can get up on them a little bit, Texas A&M can't fight back against that. If you get up a few touchdowns against them, unless they just have some crazy thing happen like last week where they legitimately had a fumble at the goal line and it landed into a defender's hands and they ran it back 100 yards for a touchdown to get them back in the game, make it 14-7, State with A and M on the road that that could game could potentially get ugly for the for the Aggies if State comes out firing on all cylinders in that first quarter. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the idea of I'm going to launch myself from the air and expose the ball on first and goal. I, I the that fact that it's first down absolutely if that that play flabbergasted me. The game was going to be over. It's going to be over, Brandon. It's going to be twenty one yeah. nothing, and the game's it was over. Like it was like uh, it was like you know when you're sitting on the couch. It's like you flip the game to a different channel. Yeah. Um, and it was like a different game showed up as soon as that happened. It I just agree. changed everything. It was crazy. I agree. What's more likely in this next three game stretch? I think obviously, you know, two and one or one and two is probably what's going to happen, but state winning them all or state losing them all? State winning them all. Wow. I mean, they lose all of that, then yeah. Yeah, we well, we'll have another discussion for another day on that. Yeah, you start that up. But um yeah, I, it's more likely they win them all. Like I said, they 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 should beat A&M. Mm-hmm. They should beat Arkansas because the matchups, the matchups I just mentioned, the toughest game is going to Kentucky, obviously, because it's a road game. But even if that game was in Starkville, I would still take Kentucky in that game because of the things I just mentioned in the trenches and the way Kentucky plays defense. But um, I, they should be – they sh- the, Mississippi State's built to be 2-1 and one after that stretch going into Alabama in this three-week stretch. They, they they should do that. Anything less than that should be a little bit of a disappointment, and maybe that's unfair to say, but it should. You're playing at home against borderline top 25 teams. You, you should win those type of games at right. this point in your tenure at Mississippi State. And I would say that, I mean, at some point, you know, there's a, like, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but the law of diminishing returns where you're like, you pay Mike Leach $5.5 million a year. You pay him to win these games. These are the games that, you know, it's great to beat Bowling Green and Arizona and Memphis, but this is what you paid the guy for. This is why you brought Mike Leach in, was to elevate the program and to win these kind of games. 
So you say maybe it's an unfair expectation, but maybe it's kind of fair after all because that's why he's here. If you wanted to lose these games, you could have just kept Joe Moorhead around. Yeah, and that's the other. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is this. It, everything just looks like Joe Moorhead right now. Not, I'm not even saying like the offense or anything, but you're getting mm-hmm. the same results that Joe Moorhead um, had. Mm-hmm. You know, so where's the uptick? I, I'm not seeing the uptick right now. But you watch some of these games, you're like, man, Mississippi State's very good, and then and they just, they just. I, I, I think I, I don't get it. LSU game. I yeah. think the LSU game was just a bad game. I don't think it's a trend. It could become really? a trend. Okay. But I would say it's just I think they played poorly. That I think LSU had a great defensive game plan. Yeah. They had great athletes on that side of the ball and they did a good job. You go back to last year, I mean State beat Auburn, beat Kentucky, beat AM. Those were all games that they were not favored to win. Right. You know, the problem was last year the special teams were so bad. It cost them the Arkansas game. It cost them the Memphis game. It cost them in some ways the LSU game. And they were they were really close last year. They just they just didn't have it when they needed it this year, I feel like special teams have been really good outside of the weird missing extra points thing. Um, I, I feel like they're better, but this is the stretch where we're going to find out for sure. It's the same, the same thing on the, on the, you know, a few miles up the road at Ole Miss is this is the weekend where we find yes. out if Ole Miss is really good or not too. So you're exactly right. This is a big week for the, for the two big teams in the state of Mississippi. If state could have beaten LSU, I, I'm not saying it would have equaled that 2014 weekend with the A&M was here and, and Alabama was at Ole Miss, but this oh God, would have been, yeah. Yeah. this would have been the focal point of college football this weekend. If state was undefeated, but they aren't. And we'll see how it goes. So yeah, should be a great weekend though. Of college football, a lot of great matchups around the conference. Where are you going to be this weekend? Do you know? I'm just staying here in town uh, for Alabama, Arkansas. I want to oh, see. Right. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Alabama on the road get that monkey off their back. Their receivers are not playing very well on the road. Alabama hasn't been playing well on the road since last season. Could this potentially be a tight game, or is th- I think this is the week Alabama finally breaks through and just has like kind of a runaway victory on the road. Wow, that's an interesting prediction. I thought I thought I'm, I'm thinking it's a close game, but we'll see who's. Yeah, right. we'll see. I, I'm very excited to watch it. That's just my thinking right now, here early in the week. Just excited to watch college football every weekend. It's, yep. I, just, I just love it so much. Brandon Marcello, 24/7 Sportsman. I always appreciate you taking time out of the day. Thanks for coming on. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.